Greetings and salutations, everyone, yet again to another installment of the One Shark Podcast, where I talk about nerdy stuff and see if I can describe it to the best of my abilities. Uh, today, in particular, I should have done this sooner, but of course I have to watch it another time, and I'm making a reference to, yes, that movie, Thor Ragnarok. Now, to me, Thor Ragnarok is the third installment of the Thor trilogy, which, um... Shows the aftermath of what happens with Thor uh, during or in the middle of Civil War, I believe. But it's it's a whole other story, and it kind of ties into a few other stories. Um, before I actually start with this, I first want to throw out a uh, little warning. If you haven't seen the movie yet, and you do plan on seeing the movie, I hope you do. Uh... There is a spoiler alert for this particular podcast because, you know, I I will say to the best of my abilities about this movie and what it entails. But also at the same time, I don't want to ruin it for everybody else. So there you go. You have your warning, your spoiler warning. So let's get on with this podcast. All right. Thor Ragnarok. Um, overall for the box office was... Uh, 427 million uh play times two hours and 10 minutes so there's plenty of dialogue now uh overall the beginning of the movie first 10 15 minutes was astounding there was um, a sense of seriousness but then there's a hint of humor and you see that throughout the movie um it shows thor he's imprisoned in what looks like a another planet underground somewhere where this particular person whose name escapes me at the moment is the deliverer of all destruction for Valhalla. But in order for him to do so, he needs the Eternal Flame. And that's where Thor gets introduced into this whole thing. Now Thor, of course, he has his witty little comebacks when it comes to talking with the bad guy. And he has quite a bit with this one. And it's really funny where he... uh. They're talking, but then he's kind of dangling in the air and everything, and uh, it's like, yeah, I'm going to say something serious, but then Thor's like, uh, hold on a sec, kind of dangling in the air, hold on, I'll be right around, and there we go, and it kind of goes on for that for a little bit. Now, one character in particular, and this one I know more so in the comics than like uh, animated series or you know, his just his actual first introduction into the movie is the executioner, which uh, at the time is working the uh, the portal, the portal, the the door that lets people in Valhalla and lets them leave whenever they need to. Um, his partake in the movie was actually unique. It was a little bit different. He was serious at times, but he had a little, there was a little comedic value with him. Where uh, one scene, he's talking to these fair maidens, and he comes up to his collection, or his stuff, as he says. Picks up two guns and says, oh, I got this from a place on, on Midgar, er, yeah. <laughs> that escapes me too. Uh, on this one area called Texas, or however he says it. And he named the two guns Des and Stroy. So, yeah, put them together, you know the word. Um, 
<laughs> but uh, enough about that, about that. Um, back to some other uh, facts. 8.2 out of 10 on IMDb and a 92-93% on Rotten Tomatoes. So if you're wondering or worried about the value of this movie, don't. Uh, and, and don't take that to account for anything. Just trust me on this and go see this movie. Um, let's see, overall, see, throughout the movie, though, um, I guess you, you find out that Thor and Loki's father, Odin, is actually on the verge of death. And it's weird, but you don't know that until he meets up with Doctor Strange. Here's your first Marvel uh, uh, superhero appearance of another character in the uh, Marvel movie. Which, of course, is in every other movie you can think of. But this one's unique. So, they meet up with him and they take him over to Odin. And Odin warns them that their sister is breaking free from his control. And uh, when he passes away... Which is uh, kind of like, uh, think something Walt Disney-like, you know. It's like he just didn't die. He just wafted into the wind or something like that. Um, not trying to rip on Disney because, yeah, they're like, yeah. <laughs> and um, the minute he passes away, then she shows up. Hello, which is played by Kate uh, and... Uh, Blanchett, Kate Blanchett, I'm sorry. Um, overall, her character, how she played Hela, was actually really good. Um, she was quirky, but she was serious. She was, uh, she was actually a bit humorous, but she also knew when to drive the knife in. No pun intended. That's kind of like her little skill set, and she is powerful. Um, but yeah, they get in a little clash, both Loki and Thor, and they both get thrown on this other worldly planet where Thor gets taken in, which uh, another character, which um, you find out later on that she's a Valkyrie because, you know, Valhalla has those and she's working for the Collector. And the Collector, who's played by Jeff Goldblum, actually did a fantastic job because it's Jeff Goldblum, for crying out loud. This guy is very calm and nonchalant about things. But he can be serious, but it doesn't seem like he is. Um, overall, though, it, it, it gets to the point where in order for him to uh, get his, his way or to, you know, get out of the situation at hand is to fight the champion. And this is where it kind of gets a little intriguing and interesting. Um, he goes up against the 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 champion the gladiatorial champion and finds out it's hulk now going on in an aspect of certain other comics planet hulk of course um main derivative of this information hulk was deemed too destructive and as such the illuminati at the time which was run by black panther iron man uh doctor strange professor x namor and I believe there's one other one that I can't think of at the moment. They put him on a spaceship and they send him off into space, which then he gets thrown into a wormhole. He was supposed to land on a planet where he cannot do any harm. And as well, this is where like that planet that Thor and Loki land on and the one that Hulk lands on kind of intertwines. 
because I guess Marvel wanted to do a Marvel or a Planet Hulk movie, a Hulk's own little movie, but it fell through. But in doing so, they incorporated that that uh, idea into uh, Thor Ragnarok. Um, so they so Thor meets up and fights the Hulk, which also funny little tidbit. Loki's off on the side; and he's just quivering with fear because. Uh, if you all remember from the Avengers, he uh, got his butt handed to him very, very quickly. Um, so after a while, they Thor and Hulk finally meet up. He's trying to find a way out the planet. He does, but then the Hulk kind of stops him. Uh, which other little um, little uh, um, occurrences helps the Hulk turn back into Bruce Banner, and Bruce Banner's trying to figure out where he's been at for the past two years. That's, he's been the Hulk that long, um, which is quite intriguing, actually, now that I really think about it, because normally he has a, a firm grasp or you know, hold on his alter ego, but they hate each other, so it's a constant struggle with one another. The fact that the Hulk has become who he is for that long in, the, in this movie shouldn't be a huge surprise, because the only other person that could actually help him turn back is on Earth. Which we won't see her until Thor, or not Thor, but um, uh, Avengers. Uh, oh my goodness, I've been talking about this and everything else. But yeah, the part one of that that particular movie. Trust me, before the end of this podcast, I will remember that, and I'm going to feel so dumb when I do. So he tries to go ahead and get a group going. He's trying to talk to Valkyrie and they're joining up with them. Same thing with Hulk. Um, once they finally do, they finally get back to Valhalla. Um, the the former overseer of the, the gate or the portal, uh, he's helping the people of Valhalla hide away from Hela. Try and say that three times fast. Um, with her, her reign of destruction and everything. Because you know, when she shows up in Valhalla... There is an entire army platoon. Like, there are people up in, in like, flagships. There are soldiers. There's a couple of, like, there's one other of the elites because she kills the other two. Or, yeah, the other two. And basically just, ugh, I can't get into too much of a, a lengthy description of it. But, you know, there isn't a moment where you don't see a sword being plunged into somebody, regardless if it's her taking a weapon from the soldiers or her creating these swords, because she creates swords for days. She just puts her hand out and sword. She she points sword. She just puts her hand in the air, sword from the ground. I am not kidding on this. So she finds the eternal flame. She resurrects her army. Yeah, there's some army business going on here, including her uh, her favorite uh, trusty loyal pet, who is a large wolf. Yes, a very large wolf. So the stage is set. They finally get back, and overall, they start you know they start duking it, just left and right. Thor's trying to fight Hela. Loki's trying to fight off this 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 army horde undead army horde for that matter and when the wolf is 
getting ready to you know munch down on some people. Thor or not Thor, Hulk comes out of nowhere and just sucker punches punches the dog, which then they go at it. Awesome. And uh, out of the nowhere, the Valkyrie who totally denounced who she was comes out fully in Valkyrie gear and her sword and starts throwing down herself. Same thing with Loki. Um. Huge turn of events, the Executioner actually uh, has a change of heart and fights to save the people that he once protected. Which, uh, hella, swords for days, Executioner, bam, done. Um, oh man. And, and, and towards the, uh, the end, when he finally realizes he doesn't need the hammer to invoke his powers, the uh, Thor... It just out of nowhere just brings it down, like Raiden from uh, Mortal Kombat, and just starts going at the, the the undead army and fighting Hela and and gets to a point to where yeah everyone's safe, and um I, I won't say anything about the end, but I will say this: uh, at the end of the movie there are two post-credit scenes. One's very important; the other one's just for fun. Um, pay very close attention to the first one because it sets up for Infinity Wars. What did I tell you? <laughs> it sets up for Infinity Wars real quick because as we all seen with the, the leaked trailer, or in this case today, the trailer that's supposed to be released eventually, which I believe they said tomorrow, which I will be up early if I have to to see this, um, the, 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 the field set. Everything's ready, and I see that um, a lot of things are going to go down. The fact that Thanos is collecting the Infinity Gems, that's what's going to be a huge, like, you know, what the heck's going on type of thing, or how does he get them, which I hope they, they describe within the Infinity Wars first movie, and then, of course, with the second movie, which draws everything together to a, uh, a good end. Which, I, I've heard rumors about a death in the, the two-parter. I'm not putting my money on it, but I'm going to say... I hate... and I, I, I want to say that they might pull the scene from Captain America. I don't have the issue number, but you from people that know this off the top of their heads should know... Uh, the scene in particular where Captain America gets sniped and killed. And I think that's what might happen. But they might change it where Thanos, like, vaporizes, um, uh, uh, Captain America or something. But that's a whole other movie. That's a whole other trailer, which the minute I see, I might actually talk about in the next podcast. We'll see. But Thor Ragnarok, I swear it, it, it was actually really good i it had me glued to my seat for that for that long duration and oh and i forgot to mention the hulk talks the hulk actually talks and he's a wise cracking galoot i swear <laughs> he actually is kind of wise cracking too but he has his moments he's he, he sounds like if a eight-year-old was trapped in a massive hulking body of wreckage and destruction but also wants to punch the bad guy that's his thing he wants to punch the bad guy um 
overall, this movie, I think, was pretty good. I'm still trying to actually figure out why Odin died, which it dawned on me. Maybe it was his the Odin sleep. The Odin sleep is when, um, of course, he, he knows uh, his power starting to dwindle. So I believe it's for a day he has to sleep to re reclaim or re basically recharge those powers so he can have his uh, his full grasp of everything in Valhalla. But that's something else I'm still trying to look into. That's just my assumption. That's what I've actually read up into. Um, oh, and I can't believe I forgot this. Um, during the 20, 25 minute mark, give or take in the movie, not 20 minute, um, there's a little mock play. And uh, I will I will basically give you the list um, because when I found out the one of the actors that were playing in this this little mock play about how you know, Loki was the savior of the people, which he has his moments and we all know that. Um, let's see, Luke Hemsworth, which is Chris Hemsworth's brother, plays Thor, and he's wearing the original Thor outfit, which was hilarious. But it gets even better. Loki is actually played by Matt Damon. I literally had to look, had to look that back up and go, wait, that's not Matt Damon. How's that Matt Damon? Sure as rain, it's Matt Damon. How did I miss that? I have no clue. I have no idea, but I laughed when I, I saw that. And then Chris Neal. Chris Neal, as we all know from the Jurassic Park series from back in the 90s, plays... Odin and they actually did a pretty good job especially when Thor threw um, his hammer and had Loki basically drop his little facade and uh I'm just gonna throw this out there when you hear the con the the line I've been falling for 30 minutes I won't say the how that happens I'll let your imagination run wild with that one and uh yeah you're gonna get a good kick out of that I would dive a bit more into this. And, uh... Oh, Surtur. Wow, I just remembered the, uh... The Bringer of Destruction from Valhalla. Surtur. Sorry about that. But, uh, yeah. I'm gonna leave it at that. I'm not gonna, you know, ruin anything else if I did. Or if I did, I'm sorry. But when you watch the movie, it's just pay very close attention. There's quite a few Easter eggs in it. I've seen maybe two or three. But as soon as I... Pick up the movie when it hits Blu-ray, DVD. I will definitely rewatch it and look very closely for certain things like that. Um, so with that being said, I uh, thank everyone who has listened in and you know listened to me ramble on. Um, this is the One Shark Podcast. This is Nick signing off. Um, I hope you all get to uh, check out my next installment where I do another character review, and uh, it's gonna be a uh, Really, uh, and there's a pun. Nutty. Real nutty. <laughs> uh, so with that being said, thank you everyone, and, uh, hope to do this again real soon.